We, we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 8, Chapter 7, Lord Shiva Saves the Universe. And uh, for chanting together, we have verse number something, uh, verse number 8, yes? Okay, before we get there, though, we have some more verses to read. Uh, and before we do that, those of you who were um, listening in yesterday, what was, what was the subject yesterday? What happened? Yes, who's getting the head, who's getting the tail? Uh, the demons want the the front part because because it's better. It's more auspicious. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Iti tushning stitang daityan vilokya purushottama smayamano visvijyagrang puchang jagraha samaraha Thus the demons remain silent, opposing the desire of the demigods. Seeing the demons and understanding their motive, the personality of Godhead smiled. <clears throat> Without discussion, he immediately accepted their proposal by grasping the tail of the snake, and the demigods followed him. Why would the Lord smile in this circumstance, do you suppose? Maybe he's amused at their silliness, okay? He's always smiling. <laughs> okay. He he knows in advance. Ah, yes. Maybe all three of these reasons, right? Kritastana vibhagasta evam kashapanandana Mamantu paramangyatta amritartang payonidim. After thus adjusting how the snake was to be held, the sons of Kashyapa, both demigods and demons, began their activities, desiring to get nectar by churning the ocean of milk. Uh, <clears throat> so they have, they have a definite motivation, and you can say they have a common motivation, which is amrita-artha, amrita-artha, the aim of getting amrita. Matyamane, yeah, matyamane nave sodir anadharohi apo avishat driyamanopi balibir goravat pandu nandana, O son of the Pandu dynasty, when Mandara Mountain was thus being used as a churning rod in the ocean of milk, it had no support. And therefore, although held by the strong hands of the demigods and demons, it sank into the water. Problem. Sinking mountains are a big problem. Te sunir vinna manasa parim parim lana mukap mukasriya asan svaporushe nashte divine at divine at 
Nati Valiyasa, Daive Nati Valiyasa. Because the mountain had sunk by the strength of providence, the demigods and demons were disappointed. And their faces seemed to shrivel. You know what is shrivel? Shrivel? Everyone know the word, the English word? Shrivel. To wrinkle up, to become like dried up, like, like shrivel. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so both so far, so um, uh, there's there's a common feeling here, right? The demons and the demigods are first they want to churn. Okay, let's go, Amrita Artam, but then it's sinking, and then oh, Parimlana Mukha. Uh, their minds become disappointed. Sunir Vinna Manasa. Okay, and then we have today's verse. We can chant together. Vilokya vignesha vidim tadeshvaro Vilokya vignesha vidim tadeshvaro Duranta viryo vittatabhisandhi Duranta viryo vittata bisandhi. Kritva vapu kachapan adputang mahat. Kritva vapu kachapan adputang mahat. Pravishato yam girim ud. Okay, so what do you suppose is going to happen in this verse? Huh? What means kachapan? Kachapa. <laughs> Manu, what does it mean? Yes, tortoise, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, kritva vapu kachamad, kachapamad putamad, pravisha, toyam. Pravisha, anyone know what pravisha means? Those of you who are not looking at your devices. <laughs> it has to do with inside. Vish means to enter. So, pravisha, having entered. And toya, what does toya mean? Water. Yeah, so having entered the water, right? And who's entering the water here, do you suppose? The kachapa, right? Okay, pravisha toyam. And then, gir, girim, what means girim? Mountain, and ujjahara, ut, ut. Lifting, yes, jahara. Okay, uh, that's enough word for word. 
<laughs> Translation purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Śrīla Prabhupāda Ki Jai. Translation, seeing the situation that had been created by the will of the Supreme, uh, vilokya means observing, seeing, uh, the unlimitedly powerful Lord, um, Durantavirya, uh, unlimitedly powerful Lord, whose determination is infallible, uh, Vitata Avisandhi, took the wonderful shape of a tortoise, entered the water, and lifted the great Mandara mountain. Please repeat. Seeing the situation that had been created by the will of the Supreme, the unlimitedly powerful Lord, whose determination is infallible, took the wonderful shape of a tortoise, entered the water, and lifted the great Mandara mountain. Purport. Here is evidence that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the Supreme Controller of everything. As we have previously described, there are two classes of men, the demons and the demigods, but neither of them are supremely powerful. Everyone has experienced that hindrances are imposed upon us by the supreme power. Have you experienced this? The demons regard these hindrances as mere accidents or chance. <clears throat> but devotees accept them to be acts of the Supreme Ruler. Uh, yes. What does it say in 16th chapter of Gita? Asatyam apratishtam te jagadahura nishvaram aparasparasambuttam kim anyat kamat haitukam. This is the philosophy of the demons in a nutshell. Asatyam, unreal, apratishtam, no foundation. Jagat ahur, anishvaram, they say uh, there is no lord of the universe. Aparasparasambutam, it, sambuta, it arises uh, by parasparam by interactions <laughs> kim anyat kama hai to kim what else uh, but kama is the hey to the cause so prophets referring to that when faced with hindrances therefore devotees pray to the lord <clears throat> do you want to know how they pray here Prabhupada says, Tate nukampan susamik shamano bunjana evatma kritang vipakam. You know this verse? Yeah. How does it go, the rest of it? Ritvak favurbir viridang namaste jiveta yo mukti pade sadayabak. Very good. Devotees, endev uh, sorry, devotees endure hindrances, accepting them to be caused 
by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and regarding them as benedictions. Benedictions, oh my God. Yes, that's what Prabhupada says. <laughs> benedictions, huh? What? Hare Krishna, yes. Demons, however, being unable to understand the Supreme Controller, regard such hindrances as accidental. Here, of course, the Supreme Personality of Godhead was present personally. It was by his will that there, that there were hindrances. And by his will, those hindrances were removed. The Lord appeared as a tortoise to support the great mountain. What a religion. We worship God as a tortoise. The Lord held the great mountain on his back. Keshavadrita kurma sharira jaya jagadishahare. Dangers can be created by the Supreme Personality of Godhead and they can also be removed by Him. This is known to devotees, but demons cannot understand it. So ends Prophet's purport. Mukam kartivachalam pangum lange tegirim there's a, a problem. The problem has been a big weight. And the solution has come in the form of a grand divine tortoise. Let's think for a moment about weights, weight, weight lifting. Uh, this is an interesting subject in part uh, because of uh, the festival that's coming up in a few days, Govardhan Puja. There's also some weightlifting going on in that pastime, yes? Krishna, the original weightlifter. Do we have any weight weightlifters here? No weightlifters? Really? Really? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I don't know what the world record is. Uh, probably a few hundred kilos. But you'll see, you know, they'll, they'll lift this. And they'll strain and, and they lift it up above their heads. For how long? is counted as huh? five seconds or ten seconds. And then, and then they're done, right? <laughs> and then they can, get, uh, they can get noted in the Guinness Book of Records. I lifted 300 kilos for 10 seconds. Uh, let's, think about, let's think about burden. Huh? The idea of burden. You know this word, burden? A heavy weight, okay. Uh, so let's do a little bit of free association. What do we think of when we think of burdens? 
The mind, <laughs> the mind is a burden. Unwanted, okay, not pleasant. Yeah, the 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 word burden has that sense of uh, not pleasant, unpleasant weight. There's pleasant weight and there's unpleasant weight, right? So a mother with a small child is carrying a very pleasant weight. Uh, sometimes not so pleasant. <laughs> okay. Depends how long you're carrying, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Any other associations of burden? Oh, okay. Responsibility as a burden. Accepting the burden of responsibility or accepting... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, yes? Past karmic activity could be a, a burden. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess so. I was thinking that would be more like obstacle. Uh, we think of obstacle to prog progress. But I suppose a burden can also be... Uh, yeah, we have the story, of course, of uh, the the burden... I think it's Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur tells the story of a man seeing another man across on the other side of a river carrying a heavy a bag full of stones, uh, and he wants to cross the river, and the, the man on the opposite side says, well, just um, put aside your bag of rocks, and, and then you can, you can swim across, something like that, right? Uh, and the man with the rocks can't can't imagine uh, to do such a thing. Can't can't picture what it would be like, and refuses because these are my rocks. <laughs> I can't let go of my rocks. If I let go of my rocks, who will I be? Uh, there is a sense in which we we identify ourselves uh, with something which maybe, just maybe, we don't really need to identify ourselves with. Uh, something that we could really just let go of. But, on the other side, uh, there are other sorts of burden, uh, such as responsibility, which we, yes, we accept, uh, and uh, we take it willingly as as a burden, we, and we may say as a service, right? So that's that's another sort of burden. There's an expression in uh, Christian tradition: everyone has to carry their own cross. You have this also in French, and yeah, everyone has to carry. The, and what does that come from? It comes, of course, from the story of Jesus uh, when he was condemned uh, to be crucified. Uh, they uh, humiliated him further by uh, forcing him to drag the cross on which he would be crucified up onto the hill where it would be uh, positioned. Uh, and so from that comes the expression, everyone has to bear their own cross. Yes. Yes, uh, certainly, of course, that's the whole bigger story of 
sacrifice and self-sacrifice and so on. Yeah, so, um, but there, there's a very sort of negative sense uh, to that generally. Uh, you just have to bear your cross. Uh, you have to accept. You have to accept what is um, imposed upon you whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah, okay. But then let us consider this in the context of uh, the notion of karma. And then what do we have? We have uh, the idea that we have s somehow been the agent for that which is put upon us. Uh, and so we have in Bhagavad Gita, in the 13th chapter, uh, Krishna explains, Karya karana kartritve hetu prakritiruchate purusha sugaduka nam boktritve hetu uchate. Um, there's two hetus. Uh, there's prakriti, uh, and uh, there is purusha. They're both causes. One of them, prakriti, is the cause of uh, the cause and effect experience that we have in this world. So things are happening to us, uh, and we are causing things to happen. And it is uh, a constant um, uh, karya karana kartritva. Uh, that's on the one side, but then there's purusha, and it's uh, purusha sukha dukha nam boktritve. The boktri, um, the the well, it's translated as enjoyer, but enjoyer of happiness and distress. How do you enjoy distress? Well, actually, you consume, because bok, uh, buk means also to consume. So we are the consumers uh, of everything that sometimes we say gets thrown at us, right? Uh, and that, that consumption of happiness and distress, what is the cause of that? Purusha, who is that? That's us. Okay, but there's something else going on, and that's what's important for us as devotees, and that's what Prabhupada is talking about here in this verse, uh, in, in his purport. And that is that uh, there's trouble or burden, in this case a mountain, uh, which has been arranged by the Lord. So, we have trouble, we have problem, and the devotee sees, ah, this is a trouble, this is a problem, this is a hindrance, this is a, um, an, maybe an obstacle, maybe it's a burden. But who is arranging it? Krishna. Krishna is arranging it. And who is going to solve it? Krishna. How is he going to solve it? Who could have imagined at this moment, demigods and demons, uh, you know, with their shriveled faces and the mountains sinking down into the ocean, who could have imagined that uh, Kachapa Rupa would appear? Similarly, how can we imagine uh, how the Lord will come to resolve whatever it may be that may happen? 
there's a, there's a kind of running joke um, among scholars of Indology, uh, and there's a history to the joke. It goes back uh, apparently several decades, maybe even a century, that some uh, someone asked a scholar um, who was explaining about um, Puranic cosmology, saying, well, um, it's according to the Puranas, there are eight elephants that are holding up uh, the world. And uh, the scholar was asked, and, and what's holding up the elephants? And the answer was, um, a great tortoise. And then the question was, and what's holding up the tortoise? And the other, the answer was, it's, it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> huh? All the way down. <laughs> that's, that's not the question. It's just all the way down. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So then we have this understanding uh, that um, the Lord solves, and we don't know how he's going to solve. We cannot anticipate. It could be a surprise. Kachapam adbutam. Adbuta means wonder, right? Now, um, there's one word here, uh, avitata, which Prabhupada translates as infallible. And the context here is that... Um, the Lord is infallible, and so this arrangement that he has made, which we experience as trouble, is as it should be. It's not only as it should be, but for the devotee, uh, it's, um, it's quite acceptable. Uh, the devotee accepts, tate anukampam susamikshamana bunjana evatmakritam vipakam. He, patient, he or she patiently waits. Uh, and offers obeisances with uh, the heart, uh, with the words, and with the body. Well, uh, but uh, this word, avitata, I looked it up, and it can mean not false, and it can also mean favorable. So that which seems in unfavorable can actually be favorable. And perhaps another example of a, uh, a, sim a very different and yet similar situation is uh, the rasa dance. When the gopis come and then Krishna, and they're dancing for a short time and then what happens? Krishna disappears and then... Uh, the gopis are so much in distress, and when Krishna reappears, then what happens? Then there's a discussion. The gopis are kind of challenging Krishna. What sort of a lover are you, basically? Uh, but it's a kind of gentle questioning, because at the same time, they're extremely happy that Krishna has returned. Uh, and this returning of Krishna, of course, has been, uh, the whole experience has been transformative, which was the whole purpose of Krishna disappearing. And so uh, the, 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 the experience in, of the gopis in that, experience, uh, in that situation is uh, 
that what has happened is avitata, it is favorable. Um, I want to share with you now briefly, I've been reading um, from the Bhagavat Sandarbha of, Sandarbha of Jiva Goswami, uh, the the not yet published uh, translation and commentary of Gopi Paranadana Prabhu, the late Gopi Paranadana Prabhu. This was his last work, uh, and uh, this is in process of being uh, published. They've asked me to write a foreword for it, so they've sent sent me uh, the work. And uh, there's a very nice, interesting, relevant passage here because we have the demons and we have the demigods uh, working together. And we have a discussion in the beginning of uh, the Bhagavat Sandarbha about uh, the nature of uh, the Supreme Lord, actually the whole Bhagavat Sandarbha, the second part of the Bhagavat Sandarbha, Bhagavata Sandarbha is on the nature of Bhagavan. Uh, and uh, within this, there is discussion about Vaikuntha. And Jiva Goswami quotes from the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, several verses, uh, one of which is uh, canto 2, chapter 9, uh, verse number 10. And the translation of this uh, is as follows. In that personal abode of the Lord, the material modes of ignorance and passion do not act, nor is there any influence of material goodness which is mixed with them. There is no predominance of the influence of time. So what to speak of the illusory external energy? It cannot enter that region. The inhabitants of that region who are dedicated to Lord Hari, are worshipped by everyone, both demigods and demons. And then the question is raised, what is this? The demons are also worshipping the residents of Vaikuntha? Yes. Gopi Paranadana Prabhu in his commentary offers the following explanation. Would you like to hear? He says, But one might wonder how it is that demons, avowed enemies of the servants of God, worship Narayan's servants. In the case of the demons, the word archita, in that verse just quoted, can be understood as referring to ritual worship which cannot compare to pure devotional service. The Asura opponents of Indra often perform Vedic sacrifices, in which offerings are made to Indra and other demigods, but they do, but they do this with purely selfish uh, motives. If the demons can flatter their enemies for their own benefit, why can they not also offer homage to the Vaishnavas of Vaikuntha who are no direct threat to them? Uh, 
the residents of Vaikuntha, they're, they're not a threat to the demons. So, okay, we can worship them too. Why not? Maybe it'll benefit us if we worship them also. Uh, so that kind of motivation is there. Uh, but the point I want to make is that this whole uh, section of the Bhagavad Sandarbha is elaborating on how the spiritual world, which is three quarters of reality, according to uh, the Rig Vedic hymn, uh, uh, Tripad, the spiritual world is three-fourths. Uh, how it is expansive in wonderful ways, adbhutam. And so, when the Lord comes into this world, what is he doing? Don't be surprised if you get a surprise. <laughs> That's what the Bhagavatam is suggesting here. Uh, it's It's a... Um, the spiritual world is a surprise just waiting for us. And of course, uh, the, uh, when we enter into the spiritual world, then uh, nava nava rasa, it's all, it's, all, it's all good news and it's all new news that's happening there. Hare Krishna, Krantaraj, Shimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai. Questions, comments about tortoises, about burdens, yes. I, th I think we need people who are uh, Maya bodies. They also look like they're worshiping, like exalted personalities. So maybe they. Would they be included in that category then? Oh, yes. Maya bodies. Boo. <laughs> I like to shock the devotees by saying that actually we're all, all of us, Maya bodies. Why? No, not demons, Maya bodies. No, we are Maya bodies because we have a vada, we have a philosophy. About Maya. That's a Mayavadi. Okay, Hare Krishna. Uh, don't quote me, I'll get in trouble. But, uh, huh? Well, technically, the word Mayavadi simply means one who has a philosophy of Maya. But then it comes to mean a certain, a certain type of philosophy about Maya, which we don't subscribe to. We have our uh, philosophy of Maya, which is it's the energy of the Lord, uh, which has two divisions and and so on. Uh, yes, go ahead. Oh, yes, you were saying so the Maya bodies. When I try to think of demons or of someone in the material body that doesn't worship them because they want to serve them, but worship them because they want to get something from them, yeah. it makes me think of people who want to merge with Krishna. Yeah, um, Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur speaks of uh, putana. What does he call it? Putana, uh, um, having that mentality of putana, 
they 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 will worship, they will approach, uh, but with what purpose? To kill. <laughs> there's a new there's a new idea I came across. Uh, atheism 2.0. Atheism 2.0 uh, is says that. Uh, we don't believe all that stuff about God, but uh, there's a lot of good things about religion, and we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Bath there's a lot of good things that uh, religions do, so we should, you know, we should, we atheists should learn from that and benefit, and we could, we could benefit society in so many ways. We'll leave God out of it, but uh, we'll take the rest. It's like a cartoon. Um, there was this uh, one uh, one picture cartoon. Uh, it's it's um, it's the front of a, a church, and uh, it's uh, the people are leaving the church, and the priest is standing at the doorway, you know, uh, greeting everyone and saying goodbye to everyone, and then one man uh, is is shaking the priest's hand and and smiling. And and the caption is, he says, uh, "Very good sermon, Father. Um, uh, very good sermon, Father. Uh, uh, except for all that stuff about God." <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the mentality. Hare Krishna. Anything else? Yes. Ah, Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur was worshipping. I've just repeated his question. Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur was worshipping uh, a murti of of Kurma. Um, I don't remember the details of that. He was given by his father, right? And how his father acquired that murti, I don't know. Um, and I don't remember any details, any explanation of that. It would be interesting to know where that deity is now. Isn't it? I don't... Anyone know? Huh? In the water. <laughs> he re-entered the water. <laughs> Could be. Mm, no, I... Sorry, I can't. Okay, so I wish you all a wonderful day today. Uh, some devotees are in Brussels today for um, a Diwali event at European at the Parliament, European Parliament. So I guess we'll hear about that. Sixty. Right. Okay. And then there's, a, I understand there's a program here with them uh, in the uh, community hall. Nice. They're all... <laughs> Not after they come here. We're going to transform them all. Or Radha Gopinath will transform them. Grantaraj Shimad Bhagavatam Ki. Srila Prabhupada Ki. Gaur Premanande Hare.